Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Tuesday morning, if you thought the misgendering madness in the Houston church shooter story from about a week and a half ago was insane, why do you hear what Anthony Blinken is up to? We'll get to that as we continue this morning. Also, uh, this is going to be right in Dawn's wheelhouse. We have um, a story that we have to get to when it comes to uh, breastfeeding and uh, babies and breast milk. Um, this is courtesy of the NHS, um, and I'm, I'm not really sure that Greg or I are really qualified to talk about this subject, so um, we might have to tee up Dawn for this one or else we'll be labeled sexist as well, and I don't want to have that happen to me at this juncture of my life. So we'll get to that story as we continue. Jimmy Fail is going to join us from Fox News. He's coming up at 9.30 this morning. He's got a great book out right now. It is a New York Times bestseller. It is called Jimmy Fallon Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. Uh, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, you can purchase the hardback. You can get the audio version only. You can get the Kindle if you prefer to read on a tablet or a smart device. Uh, and he will join us coming up at 930. And uh, Greg will take uh, about 45% of the credit for all of his success. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> That's not I, what you were saying earlier. So. I joke. I joke. All right. So <laughs> Fela will join us coming up uh, in just about 27 minutes. So we got to get to Anthony Blinken. And remember, there's no H in there, folks. It's Anthony, A-N-T-O-N-Y. He's your Secretary of State. And I would imagine when you have conflict between Israel and Hamas, you've got Russia, Ukraine going on. We know, you know, China's lurking around with Taiwan. We've got all sorts of issues globally. The last thing Mr. Blinken would be worried about is inappropriately or accidentally misgendering somebody. But apparently at the State Department, the misgendering pronoun obsession has now taken the department by storm. Uh, this story, courtesy of OutKick, where they say the following... With war raging overseas, tensions rising with China, and crime and fentanyl flooding across our southern border, you can rest assured that Secretary Antony Blinken is focused on the most important threat facing the United States, misgendering. On February 5th, just days after an Iranian drone strike killed three American soldiers, Blinken sent a cable to State Department reminding them of their duty to perpetuate radical gender ideology. Just maybe not in those terms. They go on to say, making assumptions about another person's gender identity based on their appearance or name can be, quote, problematic and send a, quote, harmful exclusionary message, the memo explained. Blinken has also asked his staff, think about this, this is the Secretary of State. He is asking his staff to avoid using common gendered terms such as mother-slash-father, son-slash-daughter, and husband-slash-wife. Now, let me just take my glasses off for a second here and towel off my forehead for a moment. I'm starting to get a little warm in here. Can I just ask a very pertinent question? What the hell does this have to do with being the Secretary of State of the United States of America? Honest to God, I, I, I'm at the point now... And I really, it's like a Tuesday, we come off a nice three-day weekend, President's Day yesterday, I sat around, I ranked my presidents on my notepad, I had a great day by myself, I wasn't hot and bothered over anything. 
Why is the Secretary of State, and I got to remember, where, where, where does he rank in the, in the hierarchy? He, he's, uh, is he number four, number five? I forget. I should, I should look that up. Um, why? He's pretty high up there. Why are we worried about misgendering people when we're on the precipice of World War III? Does it matter with any of these egomaniacal nut jobs that have delusional thoughts of invading another country, not respecting somebody's border, and we are focused on not using terminology like mother and father, son and daughter, husband and wife. I would actually like, you know, if the Biden administration is listening right now, and perhaps they are, can you forward that email to me from Mr. Blinken? <laughs> I would like to read that and, and, and get triggered and get hot and bothered over this absurd obsession with accidentally getting somebody's pronouns or gender identity wrong. We just went through this exercise last week where we had the awful shooting at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston. And we played you that clip, I think, on the cut sheet, or maybe it was in segment, where the Houston police spent 25 seconds at the podium where they wanted to make sure that they properly addressed the shooter and got their gender identity correct. Why are we infatuated with, first of all, the gender identity as a whole? But secondly, when it comes to something such as a completely unhinged, deranged individual that decides to shoot up a church, and of all the things that you should be bothered by, the fact that somebody even had those thoughts, that they followed through with the act of doing it, the family members of those that lost somebody or had somebody injured, and we're worried about not getting their pronouns correct or their ge- oh we don't know if this was a biological male that became a female or a biological female that thinks he's a male. Why don't we just Trump was right? Bring back insane asylums. That's what we need because this whole country is going bat bleep crazy over the whole gender ridiculous stuff. I, I, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. Now we got our Secretary of State, which he should be worried about things that truly matter on a global stage right now. This is a guy that's been to Israel how many times since October? I think two or three times. I mean, I, I would say you have a lot of other things that you need to worry about right now. But once again, with this administration, they're worried about the optics and the presentation of not bothering or offending or triggering somebody because... Normal, sane, functional people got confused as to what you claim you are this week. I'm sorry. If you want to live in fantasy world and pretend to be something you're not, knock yourself out. I'm not losing sleep over it anymore. New rule. Well, I just think with an unprecedented number of illegals coming from the north, from the southern crosswalk, as I call it, and, and terrorists among them on the terror watch list, I think... Actually, it's a good idea that uh, Antony over there knows how to use the correct pronoun, you know, if and when one of these terror suspects is caught. You know, it's a great point. Greeting folks coming over the border. Do we have to make sure that we get everybody's pronouns (laughs) as they illegally enter our country? I mean, you know, if we're going to have 300,000 people come through the southern border in December 2023 alone, are we focused on maybe... I don't know, screening them and keeping them out? Or what, is it just the floodgates are open? We, we might as well get their pronouns correct if they're going to be here, right? <laughs> Amen. Like it's, so it should be a 
policy. Make uh, sure. I, I'm just I, I'm just so exhausted <laughs> by that. So that's that. That's the first thing with the, uh, the, the the gender pronouns. You're all triggered. I am. Like I'm I'm Don, I'm legitimately sweating. It's it's coming off my forehead right now. I was thought I I, I thought I wouldn't sweat till I got on the treadmill at around 11:15 today. <laughs> um, and then and this is I'm going to need your help on this because Greg and I really can't speak uh-huh. to this. Now m- my wife. Um, we we bottle fed um, our kids. She did not uh, breastfeed, and I I don't really have an opinion one way or the other. Um, you, you do whatever you want as a mom, but the UK's NHS has since declared. By the way, the British government health agency, for those that don't know, have declared that drug induced milk from trans women, which would be biological males who become female through their you know surgical procedure and you know, hormones and all this other stuff, you know, the, the, the treatments that they get. It's just as healthy for babies as breast milk from a female mother. That according to a letter that was leaked to the Telegraph on Sunday. It says, quote, in a letter to campaigners, the University of Sussex Hospitals, NHS Trust, has said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combinations of a combination of drugs is comparable to that produced following the birth of a baby are you buying that a biological man who becomes a female that then decides to breastfeed a child that that milk is of the same caliber as a biological female's breast milk non stenzlin i can't really speak on this issue um, I just remember feeding my daughters a, a bottle from time to time when my wife said, get over here and help. We have twins. Well, I have a, I have, I have a question about it because I wonder, first of all, if you're on hormones like that, because I breastfed both my boys until, as Larry says, they were saying, hey, ma, where's lunch? And then <laughs> it was like, just kidding. So you breastfed them until they were 12. <laughs> I'm just teasing. But I think, but I did, I did go at least a year. And so, ultimately, for this, you have to be careful. I didn't even drink coffee. Really? Mm-mm. So, because oh, yeah. everything from your through your breast milk, mm-hmm. if you have uh, Tylenol, you take Tylenol. You take anything. They get it. They get it. Yep. And so, if you're on these powerful hormones that are, you know what I mean? The the the, the hormones are quite powerful. I would wonder do they do they transfer to the baby? Number one. Right. Number two, I I was looking it up while you were talking about it, Nick, and in all seriousness, I know that they can gain breasts if they if they take the hormones, but I don't know that they would have I don't I don't know that they would produce enough milk. Yeah. To so, to be honest, because like my boys were like, you know what I mean? Babies are hungry. You're feeding of course. them, you know, with your girls. So I, I just um I think that's absurd and in all seriousness, I would they should because of political correctness, they should not tell somebody, oh, yeah, it's fine, when, in fact, your your body's loaded with hormones yeah. that they, you're taking, they right? Go, yeah, they go on to say the same combination of drugs can be given to a biological male who first needs to grow breast tissue capable of lactation, the outlet added. This requires them to take testosterone suppressants along with um, oestrogen and progesterone hormone treatment once there's enough breast tissue the brain must be stimulated to produce prolactin which can be done by giving by giving um two other um 
I guess uh, two other types of hormones and treatments. So what 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 other what other things did you have to avoid taking as you were breastfeeding? You so you said you couldn't drink coffee, you couldn't take Tylenol. Was there like a full list of things that you just sure. simply couldn't? Yeah, and you had to do that for a year. Yeah, well, at least. Wow. At least I think it was like eighteen months. Okay. But was yeah, that, was, that, avoided, was that was it difficult to stay that disciplined? No, yeah. I avoided spicy. And yeah. every baby's different. You know, if your baby, because you know, if your baby gets gassy because of, right, with something, yeah. like something spicy or uh-huh. whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, I avoided all that stuff. So all I right. would definitely say avoid powerful hormones, you know, that would change a biological male to female. Yeah. I'm just yeah. thinking that can't be good for the that's, kid. That's what I'm saying. What are the way, if you're worried, don't sense that about taking Tylenol. Right. Can you imagine having these hormones? What that's doing to the baby? No. Are you kidding me? What doctor is signing off on this, by the way? I'm telling you, man, this is, we're living in, in crazy times. No, it's because it's big business. That's why it's signed yeah. off on. And by the way, it, to me, all this stuff is cruel. So, so somebody who's gone through whatever they're going through, and now they're taking hormones, and now they're being told, oh, well, you can breastfeed. You should do. It's, to me, this, this is cruelty to somebody that's going through something in their life that is probably pretty tough mm-hmm. and i have a lot of compassion but then to say oh you should try breast you know breastfeeding is not but, for all women biological yeah. i know i know women who tried and tried and they cried over and i was like look they're hungry yeah whether it's the bottle or the boob they're going to take it don't worry it, don't get this is just adding another layer of pressure and stress on folks already mentally you know having some issues here you hear all these stories about these junkies these junkie mothers who may have heroin in their system or something like that and the breastfeeding and Mm -hmm. then the kid is addicted to heroin or back in the 80s and 90s you know the whole uh, aids epidemic that was happening then yeah you know god forbid you know you you were hiv positive and you didn't know it through the breast milk you could pass it along to the kid you you think of all all of these things that that you know is basically child abuse to to a to a, to an infant, mm-hmm. this is the same thing, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and and this is going to continue to be permitted because, uh, according to uh, some stuff online I'm reading here um, from one of these publications, by 2032, this is going to be a 14 billion dollar annual business. Yep, follow yep. the money. Follow, follow the, money. the money. Well, you then speaking of follow follow the money, just wait until the kid grows up and has cancer or has problems, yep. and then they're going to. Sue, and there'll lawyers. be class action lawsuits. And the yep. lawyers always win, but then they stop this stuff. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. If you want to jump in, and if uh, Anthony Anthony Blinken can forward me that email, I'd like to read it later today. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we've got our morning mystery movie clip, and then Jimmy Fallon will join us at the bottom of the hour. But first, let me tell you about my friends at Blue Chew. That's right, fellas. You might have lost a little bit of step. Uh, you maybe lost a little bit of your swagger, your confidence, your ability, your game. Well, we've got the solution for you, Bluetooth tablets. It's a performance enhancement that will get you back in top shape. And you know the shape we're talking about. And it's got the same active ingredient as Levitra, but it's at a much more cost-friendly price. Blue Chew's licensed medical professionals will work with you to find the right ingredient and the right strength for your prescription. And you're going to have no doctor visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. And here's a special deal to Kale & Company listeners. Try Blue Chew for free. That's right, free. When you use promo code 1210 at checkout, just pay the $5 for shipping. BlueChew.com, promo code 1210 to receive your first month free. 
This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Having flashbacks to Eddie Murphy in 48 hours right now. <laughs> Roxanne! <laughs> Sitting in the, uh, in the jail. In the jail cell, yeah. <laughs> Such a great movie. Oh, it's so good. They went eight years, by the way, between the first and the second one. Another 48 hours, not as not as good as no. the original. But no. still a solid movie. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, speaking of movies, look what time it is. Uh It's 9.23 on this Tuesday morning. And by the way, Jimmy Fallon coming up in just about 10 minutes. But right now, let's get to our morning mystery movie clip. And now, the morning mystery movie clip on Kale & Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Greetings, aviators. Fight's on. Watch your back, Phoenix. Break right! Breaking right! Where's he going? That's why we call him Hangman. He'll always hang you out to dry. Leaving your wingman. There's a strategy I haven't seen in a while. He called you a man, Phoenix. You gonna take that? So long as he doesn't call you a man. Hey, Bob, where's Maverick? Jesus, his nose is already coming around. Get off me, Hangman! For all you folks at home, this is how you bury a fossil. Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. And today's prize is a pair of Fandango movie tickets to see Dune Part 2. Experience the exciting return to the harsh planet uh, Arrakis. In De- I'm going to need a translation for all of this. <laughs> in Dennis Villanueva's breathtaking new Dune Part 2, starring Timothy... Chalamet, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Florence Pugh, and many more. Look at you. Filmed entirely for IMAX. See Warner Brothers Pictures and Legendary Pictures. Dune Part 2, only in theaters on March 1st. Caller 12-855-839-1210 if you can identify that clip. And Anthony Dorenzo says I pronounced that correctly. There you go. See, I'm learning. Just takes a little time, folks. All right, a couple of things to get to here. Um, if you missed any of the show this morning, where are you, where have you been? You know, we started six a.m. Uh, Big take was on Donald Trump and the over three hundred and fifty-four million dollar ruling that came down from Engeron and Letitia James, the Attorney General in New York, on Friday. Um, and it really is amazing if you think about it. Um, most people, you know, Trump is very polarizing. He is uh, a very divisive figure. You either love him or you can't stand him. Uh, there's nowhere in between. But the thing that I found most fascinating, outside of the obvious, which was there's no precedent for this type of crime and punishment. Uh, there's no victim. And the alleged victims were the banks. And the banks were, like, basically testifying on behalf of Donald Trump, saying, no, we love doing business with Trump. But the, the the thing that I was most floored by over the weekend, whether it was reading stuff from legal scholars or even going in checking out CNN or MSNBC, the amount of people, and just from a talking head perspective, uh, and I played the clip for you in the big take this morning, the fact that they were wondering, even on MSNBC, if this was fair, I thought really speaks volumes to the fact that what we are watching is truly unprecedented. And then you have guys like Jonathan Turley talking about how Engeron could not put aside his disdain for Donald Trump and hands down a ruling like we have never seen before. And obviously Trump will have 30 days to appeal this. 
uh, his lawyers already starting to put a game plan together. Uh, and keep in mind that this was this was only really quote the sentencing phase kind of in a way. Remember, this was already ruled upon back in September. So when this thing started up again in October through just uh, this past Friday, this was to arrive at the conclusion on what the punishments should be financially, as well as from a business perspective, whether or not he would be able to operate in New York or how long he would be barred from doing such business practices. And the punishment is three years and then $354 million. You tack on interest. You think about his sons. You got Eric Trump gets hit for three million. Trump Jr. gets hit for four. You throw in the eighty-three million for the E. Jean Carroll case, and you're looking at well over four hundred and thirty some odd million dollars. Um, and I think it's interesting when you say, "Wow, that's that's obviously massive. It's ridiculous. It's unfair." All of which is true. And then you look at his reported net worth, and according to many experts. His net worth is about $2.3 billion. So you do the math, you're looking at somewhere between 20 and 25% of all of his assets, all of his properties, um, and I, I go down the list. I don't know that anybody is ever going to see it, because let, let's just say in, in a fantasy world, he decided not to appeal, which, of course, that's not going to happen. He's going to appeal. He would have 30 days to pay this. Does anybody actually think... That Trump, the, these people are going, well, for, for New York, it's the state, it's the government. Do you think the government's actually going to see this money anytime soon? I would argue no. E. Jean Carroll, $83 million. And we're not even talking about what we have coming up here next month in March, which is the Alvin Bragg case. So, as I said in the big take this morning, we're at a point now where this is going to be court TV-centric for the next seven or eight months you've got january 6th coming up obviously we'll see how the ballot stuff plays out we've got the classified documents but as i said this morning um to me incredibly incredibly politically motivated Letitia james i mean you talk about fanny willis i there was a just we played you the clip there's just a different level of hatred like i think she literally hates trump's guts i really do yeah um, and I think that was pretty obvious in her campaign message that we played for you, where she tried to come out after the ruling, by the way, last Friday. I never campaigned on it. This was about the rule of law and nobody's above the law. And then, of course, you hear the message from a few years ago. She's out in the streets with a megaphone like 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 she's a uh, pro-Palestinian protester. You know, she's basically telling uh, from the river to the sea, I'm going to get Trump is what she was saying. And she claims that she did. So, yeah, according to. To everything I'm seeing, in order to appeal, he must put up that cash or put up. So I well, there's reports that he has six to seven hundred million dollars in cash. So his one of his attorneys spoke out and said, yes, he has the cash. He's going forward, and but I think that's part of the reason he was in Philadelphia selling uh, sneakers for four hundred bucks. Yeah, pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't he's, think he always uh, thought about owning his own sneaker, right? right? <laughs> so I think he's raising some money. I, I don't blame him. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. All right, so uh, we do have our winner. Let's get our movie uh, morning mystery movie clip winner. We've got Todd, Todd, who is with us. Todd, good morning. What movie clip did we play for you? Oh, that was a hard one, guys. I don't know if I could figure that one out. It's uh, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah. nice work. Congratulations. You got the Fandango Todd. movie tickets. Congratulations, Todd. 
Thank you so much, guys. You are welcome. Todd joining us. And now we welcome in our next guest. Well, no, we should break first. Quick break. We'll come back and we'll get to Jimmy Fallon because the book is out. New York Times bestseller. Woohoo! Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. The funny Jimmy Fallon from Fox Woo-hoo. News next on Kale and Company. But you know my kitchen is the heart of my home. If your kitchen... Or maybe you have a bathroom that's outdated. You need Kitchen Magic. They're local, family-owned, and operated since 1979 right here in Pennsylvania. Just schedule your free in-home design consultation today and bring your new kitchen or bath back to life. Kitchen Magic is the full-service remodeler I trust to quickly, beautifully, and affordably transform your kitchen or bath. And right now, listen to this. They're offering 12 months, no payments, no interest financing, and 10% off your remodel. Just visit them at kitchenmagic.com, kitchenmagic.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app. This segment brought to you by Tommy D's Home Improvement Center. If you're renovating a kitchen or building one from the ground up, Tommy D's Home Improvement Center is your go-to for quality kitchen cabinets, flooring, and molding at affordable rates. Check them out online, TommyDs.com, or visit their showroom in Philadelphia. As we welcome in our first guest of the morning, our only guest of the morning, he is the great Jimmy Fela of Fox News, and he's with us here on Talk Radio 1210. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Better now. Good to have some silly energy in my morning commute. I just got cut off and shot at. I'm not even kidding. I'm on Sixth Avenue in Manhattan. Yeah. And uh, all you guys, I heard you guys talking earlier about like pro Hamas protesters. Do you know, as a former New York City cab driver, I know half of Hamas. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's trying to broker a ceasefire. I'm like, just put me on the phone. I'll put this to bed right now. Well, Jimmy, uh, the book is out. New York Times bestseller. You can get it on Amazon right now. The Cancel Culture Dictionary. It's an A to Z uh, guide on winning the war on fun. So if I'm keeping track here, TV show... Radio show, comedy tours, books. What 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 was the motivating factor here to write something like this? Because cancel culture is one of the things that really gets under my skin. Well, first of all, thanks for reminding the world I'm peaking in life right now. <laughs> yes, you are. Like this is the nadir in the Jimmy Fallon behind the music. <laughs> After this, it's all just a series of videos where I bottom out in public and self destruct. <laughs> Essentially, what made me want to write this book is that a lot of people were getting that sort of behind-the-music crescendo undeservedly, meaning cancel culture created this whole cottage industry of people that got out of bed every morning looking to ruin someone who had accomplished something they themselves could not. That's essentially what it is. Social media created that movement. We always had this before social media. There were people who got out of bed looking to get mad at comedians, but prior to social media, we didn't call them cancel culture. We just called them losers, you know? (laughs) And the truth is, as much as it makes your blood boil, people in both parties have come to hate them. Um, And I feel like the success of this book does two things. One, it is a testament to the fact that we are, I think, turning a corner on the era of incentivized outrage. And then the other is, there's just a historic thing happening in that 
I'm probably the first community college graduate on the bestseller list. No. <laughs> I I love that. Everyone else on the list, like I looked up their bios, they have like 12 years degrees in advanced studies. <laughs> I majored in Zelda at Nassau <laughs> Community College. Zelda? <laughs> Jimmy Fela Fox News is joining us. And, and look... You know, Jimmy, I, I said this before you came on the show <laughs> earlier this morning, uh, and I'm not trying to start any battles, but I think you have become the premier funny guy at Fox. You Whoa. have passed Gutfeld in Uh-oh. my funny rankings, Uh-oh. just saying. Uh-oh. Not trying to pander and kiss your butt, but that's the truth. Um, I, yeah, I want- listen. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> I, I, one of the things I like about the way you approach things is you, you kind of come at it from a different angle. And You said you're in Manhattan right now at 6th and whatever. What what yeah. is your unique spin on what transpired Friday with Letitia James, Judge Engeron, and Trump to the tune of three hundred and sixty five million dollars? Oh, I'll give you I'll give you the full take on this. And just to be clear, so people understand, comedy subjective. Uh, there are people who like me better than Gutfeld. They're known as experts uh, in the field. <laughs> I kid. <laughs> no, he's a good egg. I try to honestly. He, we fight a lot on the air. Off the air, we get along well. Like. I reach out. Like, I tried to take him to Six Flags over the summer, but he couldn't get on the ride. Oh, so, that's not you know, right. Come on, he's but, short. But I, but I reach out. He is. Uh, he's well, neither can Dana Perino. <laughs> well, this, no, no. This is the one thing. Dana Perino is so powerful, she actually can get on the ride. Like, mister, she calls, like, a guy by the name of Bob Six Flags. There's, like, an actual guy. And threatens him and says, like, George W. Bush will nuke his ranch in Texas. And the next thing you know, me and Perino are on lightning loops, living like we've never lived before. So her height is not holding her back. She has so much heat. But here's the thing about the Trump thing. Okay, and and you guys kind of know this. There's a manufactured hysteria when it comes to Donald Trump, meaning he has said crazy things, but that's not new. Trump has been a national media figure for 40 years, where he made quite the name for himself by saying crazy, aggressive, assertive things. This idea, though, that he entered politics and suddenly became a threat to the ruling elites is why they suddenly started feigning outrage at Trump's moral character. It's not new. It's the same guy from Celebrity Apprentice, which, oh, by the way, was on NBC for 15 years. So this idea that Trump is some kind of fringe loony who came from a white supremacist rally is kind of hilarious when you consider he's cashing royalty checks from the same network accusing him of that, you know? Mm -hmm. So the Letitia James, you know, crescendo with Ergeron and everything in between That's just, you know, sort of like the Georgia indictments and the special counsel indictment with Jack Smith. That's a Democratic reaction to their own manufactured hysteria, meaning they think what they're doing is justified because they believe the script that they've been feeding the American people. But most folks see that it's gone too far, if only because, as I'm sure you said, if nobody's claiming victimhood, meaning the bank isn't mad, the lender isn't mad, then you have charged a guy for murder, but there's no dead person. So at that point, like, you don't have to be a financial analyst to realize it's a scam, and that's what we're watching play out. People who are very emotional about Trump don't realize how crazy they look to the rest of us who aren't that emotional about Trump. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. By the way, Jimmy, I uh, I bought your I bought your book, uh, Cancel Culture Dictionary: An A to Z Guide in Winning the War on Fun. I bought it on Audible. I hope that goes okay. towards your uh, New York Times bestseller count. 
counting because Ooh. I wanted to hear you deliver these lines that were written in the book because I know you and it's it's mm. just to me it's funnier hearing you say these lines. Oh, come on, Stalker. Well, first of all, thanks thanks for buying the book. You sure know how to make a girl feel special. <laughs> but um for the record, okay, this is a story no one knows. This is this is a total PhD exclusive. I haven't even told the story on my show for some reason. Wow. What? So when I recorded that no, this is such a great story. When I recorded that audio book, okay, wherever I happened to record it in Manhattan, in the booth next to me was Alec Baldwin. Okay. <laughs> he no. does some kind of podcast or NPR thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but the story gets so much better. Okay. So on the days I was recording the audio book, okay, it was a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That night, the previous night before I ran into Alec Baldwin, I had guest hosted for Gutfeld and told the following joke in my opening monologue. You can see the jokes all over the internet. Okay. I said, if there's any doubt about how stupid these pro-Hamas protesters are, here's a clip of them confronting Alec Baldwin over a ceasefire in Gaza. I said, guys, Alec Baldwin couldn't get a ceasefire on his own movie set. (laughs) That was was the joke. Anyway, I ran into him the next day. Now, I don't know if he saw the joke or knew the clip, but he was not friendly. Oh, my God. Did you talk to him? No. So let me tell you how it works, okay? At a lot of these studios where people are working on a lot of different projects, sometimes this happens at, like, actual film studios. If there is, like, a community area where, like, a communal kitchen where, like, people eat their lunches, it is actually pretty customary for the people working on all the different projects to kind of eat lunch together just so they can unplug for 20 minutes and just talk. Hey, what's up? What are you working on? What's going on? Well, anyway, uh, for the days I was there working on this project, everyone there did that except Baldwin. He walked out of a studio, grabbed the sandwich, looked at me like, ugh, and walked away <laughs> with his fat, hairy arm oh. to go hang out with his wife who's faking a Spanish accent. Good for him. Jimmy Fallon, the book is but, Cancel Culture Dictionary, an A to Z guide to winning the war on fun. I have uh, one more question for you on this. I saw on your Instagram, Jimmy Fallon, that you go around to Walmarts and sign... Uh, uh, copies of your new book and put them back on the shelf? Is that true? Yeah, so here's the thing. I'm not kidding. I do it at Walmart because they're the only retailer that won't arrest me for it. <laughs> you know, my, my, my book is in a lot of, like, indie bookstores in New York where they'd probably tase me for vandalizing, yeah, yeah. and they wouldn't even care that I was a guy in the corner because they just want an excuse to tase the Fox News guy. But there are right now around the country about 200 at Walmarts around the country, including... Uh, two in your general vicinity. Really? One in South Jersey. South Jersey. Yeah. Because uh, when I went down to Dana in, in Point Pleasant, okay. uh, I signed at, i got to get the town right now. Now, uh, what the heck? I signed like an exit south of her. She was at one, She was at exit 98, was Point Pleasant. Yeah. So we were by where the Atlantic City Expressway is, I believe, is 39A. Whatever the Walmart is in that town. Is it like Brigantine or something? I don't know. Yeah. But me and my son each signed a book in that Walmart. And then in by, by your hood, um, just you, well, of course, you guys know where Temple University is. Of course, yeah. Yes, indeed. I don't want to out my best friend from high school, uh, but he works at Temple. And when I went to visit him and his wife, who hates me and hates Fox News, by the way, so it's always a good get-together, <laughs> uh, we, 
we retreated to his Walmart, and we signed five books there. Oh, nice. So if they're still on the shelves, you can actually go, and it's, it's mine. And what I do is I put my taxi cab medallion on there, <laughs> which I don't say out loud, but that's where you know it's like my my authentic code or whatever the hell it is. So we know it's actually signed by you, right? Because it has... Yeah, I mean, your... we, well, you know it's signed by me because I write like a Chick-fil-A cow, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Eat more chicken. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jimmy Fela, great stuff, Jimmy. Thank you so much. And by the way, if you are able to broker peace since you do know half of Hamas, can you break that news on this show or this station with us? Yo, I already gave you the Alec Baldwin excuse. Come on, what do you need? I'm greedy, Jimmy. I'm greedy. I'm greedy, brother. That, that was the most radio thing in the world. <laughs> I love you guys. By the way, by the way, Jimmy, I love you. I'm so happy for your success. I feel like here on WPHD, you know, when you used to fill in here in the mornings, you know, we kind of watched you blossom, and uh, you'll be Aww. the 1210 audience will be hearing more from Jimmy Fallon uh, in the months to come. I will just leave nice. it at that. They better. Guys, listen, <laughs> me at Stocker's been making me this promise. I am my dad listen, of radio. Listen. My dad's been promising me Disney World for a long time, but I still love you. I still love my you, dad. I love you, man. You're my, you're my abusive radio stage dad. You're my Joe, Joe Jackson. He actually calls me up. He's like, you were late on your dance moves, Jimmy. I'm like, come on, daddy. I'm trying. <laughs> One day I'm going to record Thriller just to get Stocker back. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I love you, guys. Love you, man. I love Good you. Stuff. Man. Thank you, Jimmy. Take care. There he Have is. Have a great day, guys. Yes, indeed. Jimmy Fallow, there's a little dial tone. Yeah. You can get the book, Amazon.com. It's the New York Times bestseller, yeah. and you can get it on uh, hardback, audio, or Kindle. Yeah, by the way, the Audible version is amazing. Just to hear Jimmy tell those stories and... I only made it through B last night, so yeah. um, um, it's it's like a it's like six hours, but you know a, a couple car rides, I'll be done with it. It's great. I've nice. I've never actually gone down the route of you know doing the uh, the audio so much really? better. It's really? so right. Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, I love audiobooks. All right, there you go. Get it down, Jimmy Fallon. Cancel culture dictionary. Uh, if you want the old hard book style hardcover, twenty two dollars and thirty eight cents on Amazon. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, we'll wrap it up with what's on tap for the Dawn Show. Uh, who uh, won Twitter today? Are we doing today? We are. In mu- okay, we are. so we are going to do today in music history, even though Phil's at the Daytona 500. So we'll do that as we wrap up the show next on Kale and Company. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Tuesday morning, the Dawn Show coming up at the top of the hour, and we find out what she has lined up just eight minutes out. Yeah, and we're watching the deadline, obviously, for Jack Smith is today, where he has, he has to answer some of the appeals uh, with the Supreme Court, with the Trump motion. So we're watching all of that, and as well the fallout after the Judge and Goron ridiculous ruling that came down. There's also COVID news, a new study concerning, um, according to the largest vaccine study to date. So we'll go through that important medical news. We got a great lineup, thanks to Anthony Dorenzo. Beth Ann Rossica, she's going to talk about her latest, her latest piece in Broad and Liberty, which is which books are really banned in local school districts. Oh. And, uh, you know, I'll give you a hint. <clears throat> Senator Tim Scott, uh, his book is not in any of our local libraries. So, but she goes through it and talks about real book bans and gotcha. what's going on. And she's our education specialist, so she's fantastic. Beth Ann Rosica, ten oh three, and then coming up in the eleven a.m. hour, Christine Flowers, her latest piece, and then we also have a special guest in between as we look at Kristen Kristen Lapis, who's the director of Giannis, the marvelous journey. Um, she's an Emmy Award-winning filmmaker, 
And we'll talk wow. about the marvelous journey out now on Amazon Prime Video. Right. So Anthony loves to give us a break sometimes, you know, like something that. to watch that's not political, mm-hmm. where that's you can escape, them. right? Yeah. And that's wonderful. And then hopefully Anthony has saved a little something exclusive with his Trump encounter. Uh-oh. And he can, you know, Sneaker give con. us... Right? That's correct. Anthony was there with Trump. Yes, yeah. he was. So we'll get the... Exclusive. I know he said he, he gave up some exclusives this morning already, but All hopefully right. he saved a little golden nugget for us. Okay, golden. sounds good. <laughs> Don't forget, How too, do you, also at 12 o'clock, Nikki Haley, State of the Race, coming out. Woo. You have a you have a packed show today. How do you pack all that in in two hours? Woo, we will. I know. Speed, speed. And then I just saw on Fox, Trump is doing a town hall on Fox tonight at 7. I think they just announced it, by the way. At 7. 7 p.m. Yeah, that's going to be with Laura Ingram. Yes, sir. Oh, Hannah didn't get that exclusive. No. Uh-huh. Mm, Sean might be a little mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg Stocker, let's get to Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. Company. Today, February 20th, we celebrate the birthdays of Walter Becker of Steely Dan, John Giles of the Jay Giles Band, and Kurt Cobain, of course, of Nirvana. Notable singles from today include Good Times Roll by The Card in 79 and Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds in 85. One notable album from today was Pretzel Logic by Steely Dan released in 74. And lastly, on this day in 2003, we sadly lost 100 people when a fire broke out during a great white show at the Station Nightclub in West Warwick, Rhode Island. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Alquist. Nice work, Phil. And don't forget about me, obviously, the song at the end of uh, The Breakfast Club that we mentioned earlier this morning. Yep. There you go. All right, Greg Stocker, let's find out who won Twitter today. Who won Twitter? Who won Twitter? Sponsored by United Tire. I'm going to give it to Marcus Aurelius. Uh, He's talking about the NYPD (laughs) dance team. (laughs) He says that dance team should be called uh, Cirque du Salami. (laughs) It's not right. It's not right. Cirque du Salami. We all want to trust the people that service our cars. That's why you should get to United tire and service they always get you uh, the very best tire prices by shopping the competition to save you money on all the major brands visit unitedtire.com unitedtire.com don't drive alone drive united unitedtire.com and you know it goes well with salami right mm. mustard ah, sure. all right everybody have a great rest of your tuesday stay tuned the dawn show is coming up next we're back tomorrow morning at six and as our favorite senator from pennsylvania would say good night everybody Start your day with Kale and Company, weekday mornings 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.